I may have gone for Carmina Burana, but yeah, okay, I got you there. <laughs> All right, it's uh, it's Tuesday. It's episode one four seven. You know, it's it's weird doing the show these past few weeks because I, I've got these uh, these Kef M five hundred headphones. Sure, and they even though they're on ear, they really isolate. So it's just weird because I can't. It's it feels like you're in a little voice. bubble with just me. Yeah, my voice is really different. Like my voice is really muffled, even though it's coming out of my own head. Yeah, you know, it's just really strange. That's why I can't record with uh, the in ears in, like with my Eddie Modix in. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just weird. It feels like um, it's like feels like I'm kind of talking like this all the time. Yeah, it's it's I I kind of I may have to take one off, take okay. one one head one ear cup off. Uh, but they they are they are sexy beasts. I'll tell you that. Then I you're like gonna them. look like a '70s musician in the studio, you know, right? Like with the one ear off, like singing yeah, at the mic. I'm, I'm sitting in doing with the vocal overdubs. Or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, uh, yacht rock. What's the other? Uh, uh, Loggins and Messina. Loggins and Messina. That was another one. Yeah. Uh, what were the other duos? There was Seals and Croft, Loggins and Messina. Uh, not Hollow Notes. Oh, it's gonna bug me. I'll, it'll. All I'll right. come. To, I'll come. To. All right. Who are uh, we? So it's. <laughs> It's 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 on taking pictures. Uh, it's on taking pictures, and uh, and we're talking about creativity and photography. And uh, and my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from from the 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 newly redesigned and relaunched fadedandblurred.org. Oh, you you're doing dot org, huh? I am doing a dot org. I'll tell you why at a later date, not right now, but okay. uh, but you know. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Good. Uh, and so it's good. So, uh, yeah, go take a look. If you haven't been to fadedandblurred.com or .org in a while, go take a look. There, there's a terrific uh, guest post by our own, our own Christopher Matheson. We on, like the Christopher on, Matheson. We do, where his creativity comes from. Uh, and that is a two-parter. Um, uh, some more guest posts coming up from uh, our own Freddie Clark. And, wow, uh, and, and a very cool one. Uh, on uh, indulgence from Patrick Shipstead. Excellent. So that's good stuff. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff. So go look. And and with me, with me, the 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 uh, the fancy uh, yet apparently delicate flower, Bill Wadman. Yeah, I've got a headache this morning, but it's all right. That's not what I'm talking about. Let's. Oh, let's what did look. I do this time? We we both saw Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman, yeah, yeah. We both saw Kingsman over the weekend. And and you apparently had to have Heather hold your hand. No, I you know what? I actually I enjoyed the movie. I the parts of it that I didn't like, I thought didn't add anything to the movie. You know what I mean? And I yeah. know I, like and I've seen Kick-Ass. I've, you know, like I've, you know, I know I just I I thought that the church scene went on a little too long and was a little too ridiculous, like to the point where it was like, okay, this is. I guess maybe it is just that as I get older, I I don't have I don't gain pleasure in watching people slaughter each other. 
maybe like I sure, used to. Sure, but you got to know what you're going into. It's no, like the scenes in the beginning where you know spies are coming in and shooting people between the eyes, and even like when the like girl with the things was cutting hands off, like those isolated sort of scenes, like in in smaller things, were were fine. Like that's 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 a movie. Mm-hmm. But then it just it kind of just became gratuitous to the point of like we did this just to say that we did it and it, I don't know it just didn't do anything for me um, and then the whole blowing up of the heads at the end and suddenly it's like fireworks like I I don't know I, I I a lot of the movie I really did like it's kind of felt like it was trying to both be that silly violent stuff and be a more sort of straight ahead spy kind of movie and it couldn't decide which one it wanted to be um, hmm. see I, did, I didn't get that I, okay. I thought I, I dug it. Okay. And in fact, it was kind of funny because I, I, I commented and said, you know, it's sort of Tarantino meets Busby Berkeley. And, and I read uh, after that, I read an interview with the director and he said that they had gone to three different effects houses to, so, to get the effect that he wanted for the head blowing up. That he wanted it to be this sort of, and he yeah. used the term, this sort of Busby Berkeley-esque yeah. kind of dance. That, but I feel like the other the other – violence towards the beginning even like the the when when luke skywalker's head blows up sorry spoiler alert yeah did you notice that that was mark hamill i didn't notice I until did. afterwards see uh, i didn't that didn't bother me because i didn't for a moment i didn't know what happened because it it wasn't like well, right no brain that, matter it that was didn't just, bo- it looked, you know, that didn't bother me it's just it like it felt like that felt like a real guy's head blowing up where the stuff at the end felt like a weird cartoon thing it was like incongruous to me i don't know see uh, ironically that's that's not what's getting the most uh sort of huff it's uh, it's the uh the the sex joke at the end the sex joke i thought that was unnecessary uh and i thought that the i thought that the fact that you have you have one girl in a group of five guys who are actually doing it and she's badass enough to make it into this stuff and she's badass enough to win but she's still like crying and screaming her head off when she's it's like come on why can't she just be a badass girl you know i thought that was a little too cliche too it was fine it was it was good i just don't think it was great you know and right. and and i'm kind of i'm kind of done with all this violence I don't like violence. Well, then anymore. quit going to see comic book movies. Well, that's what they do. Big third act violence. That's exactly so, it. So, you know. Yeah. This is the thing. I went because uh, Conrad no had to review it. I, I, know, I got no sympathy for you. Yeah. Just, it was fine. Know. I just thought it was a little too much. Yeah. Um, but uh, but here we are today. and it's Here beautiful. we are today. What do you got? What do you got? We got lots of stuff to, to talk about. Okay. So I saw this in the, in the uh, in, on, on Time magazine the other day. Right. And apparently, okay, so the photo press or the World Press Photo Awards are right. sort of like the big awards for press photography, right? Right. And Hence apparently, yeah, apparently up to 20% of the uh, World Press Photo entries that made it to the second to the last round uh, were disqualified yep. because they were found to have been manipulated or post-processed care- carelessly, says the Dutch organization that, that well. runs this whole thing. And Play by the rules, kids. Apparently now they, they, they have you put in the raw file and your final version. And right. apparently once you get to the you know, final round, they're actually comparing the two to see if you did anything untoward in right. them. But, you know, and it says the contest rules uh, state clearly that the content of the image should not be altered. Uh, It's it's jury was very disappointed to discover how carelessly some photographers had been in post processing their files for the contest uh, when this meant a material or material addition or subtraction to the content of the image. It leads to the image being rejected from the contest. So we talked about this a long, long time ago. 
some photograph of. Remember, and somebody took like a bottle out of the front there of it or bag. something like. Yeah, it was a, a bag, bag that was removed from the foreground. Yeah, um, because it was like a distraction. Well, yes. Okay, and, and, you're you're in a war zone. There are probably lots of distractions. Yeah, right. And 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 I I completely understand where these people are coming from. It's just interesting that if twenty percent of these that these people entered into this competition where they knew had strict standards were altered. How many pictures that we see every day are altered and we just don't know it and the editors didn't know it because the photographer did it and just handed them over? You know what I mean? Uh, maybe maybe a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a little bit of a, a 1984 kind of thing. You know, just a, a, an uncentralized un- 1984 kind well, of it, stuff it, going on, possibly. I mean, I guess it, it, it raises the question of why. And, and again, some of these people, some of the photographers may be doing this – to, to remove distractions and, 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 you know, focus the eye on the subject matter. Et cetera, yeah, but et should you be able to do that in a photojournalistic thing? Like, uh, okay, uh, I retouch portraits, but a portrait is a little bit different in, in my mind, like for a magazine. Um, but, but like if you're taking yes a no. war zone. Sure. I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, it, it's, it's, this isn't new. I mean, what's no, you know, sure. we've talked about the story with the cannonballs that were, you know, yep, 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 from back moved. in the day, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So this isn't new. Um, but is there should there be some sort of I don't know international standard on this kind of stuff? Like we need to show what what truth is, what was in front of the lens. Like you know what I mean? Like I mean, should if, there if be there's some... truth in that? Should there be truth in beauty? Should there yeah. be truth in beauty I, photography, fashion photography? Yeah, et I don't know. You know, well, know. okay. I mean, but if, but if you but if you claim that it's all gray anyway, well then why not let people take the trash bag out? And oh well, his gun should be a little more shiny. Yeah, but do we really need a government body or a governing body? Just you know, have some integrity. Don't do it. If that's the rule, then don't do it. Yeah, but obviously people are still doing it. It's weird. I don't know. I just I was surprised to find that that many things would get thrown out because this is kind mm-hmm. of it's like this is what you're signing up for. And you get right. thrown out. It's like right. we do we do drug tests in the Olympics, and then you go to the Olympics, and people get kicked out for drug testing. It's like, what the hell were you doing using steroids when you knew they were right. going to drug right. test yeah. you? Like, or or you know, in the recent Lance Armstrong thing, ten million dollars later. Yeah, what did what did he say? he said he'd do it again? Didn't he? Uh, apparently, I I don't follow it too much. I just heard that that he, the arbitration ruling found him you know liable for ten million dollars. Well, he's. It's going to have to give a bunch of it back then. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, you know, um, he says the withdrawal of images in the final rounds happened in many categories. Sports category was hit particularly hard. Yeah, I it's wonder why disappointing. sports. It's very deflating for the jury to spend many hours going through thousands of images and to find out right at the end of the process that some of the best entries have to be withdrawn because they haven't met the entry requirements. Yeah. There's an interesting thing in the middle here where it says uh, uh, both types of – it says uh, sometimes it was cleaning up details in the image, sometimes by excessively toning that constitutes a material change. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. The idea that toning could be a material change, you know, like mm-hmm. because that's one of the things that people always said. Like as long as you're not touching pixels, individual pixels is one thing. But if you want to do contrast right. and white balance and whatever yeah, global else. global edits – are, are typically or, or historically at least have been yeah. more accepted. So, right. So where's, yes, absolutely. And so where's the line of ex- excessive toning? You know? Yeah. So if you're, if you're using an individual brush or the healing brush or something like that, yeah. then you're out of bounds. I wonder if, I wonder how 
where this line has changed over time. Mm-hmm. You know, where 10 years ago, this was okay. And now this is X, you know, Y is okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if, if that line is trending in one direction or the other, you know, I don't shoot this kind of stuff. So it's interesting to me, uh, you know, that, that these guys are doing it. Cause when you, when you watch like that witness show and that kind of stuff, right. Those guys, it feels like they all seem very, very intent on being, uh, unflappable and their images being, you know, what was in front of their camera at the time, you know, like they are gritty and they're dirty and they're messed up and there's whatever, but like, that's the way they are because it's the truth, you know, sort of that kind of, that kind of motif. It's interesting Mm -hmm. that there are guys out there who aren't like that because that feels like that's the archetype. I I would also like to see, uh, the age distribution is it is it the newer guys doing this is it the yeah, older guys true. is is there a trend you know mm-hmm. uh because you've got some of like like uh, somebody like Kodelka who's very sort of staunch against altering typically yeah. you know his images um so i'd like to see that kind of breakdown i used to uh i remember talking to greenfield sanders once and he was saying that he like he's he is he we I brought up cropping images mm-hmm. and he made like this <laughs> what only what only can be described as something it's like he ate some sort of sour fruit that he didn't realize was not right, 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 right. you know he just like made this terrible face like no like 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 one of those alum <laughs> faces from cartoons yeah yeah like if yeah. If, 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 if 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 it wasn't that way in the frame in the camera bad luck you know, too bad. Uh, and I just, it's like everyone has their things, right. Where other people crop all the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you go all the way from photojournalism to fine art and where along that continuum are you, you know, in, in processing anyway, interesting article. I'm going to put in the show notes, go check it out. It's a, uh, it's good stuff. It, it is interesting though, that it was, um, as much more of the sports section. I wonder why, why, what people were doing in the sports section that was so different, you know? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look into that. They had to use the liquify tool to pump the footballs back up, I guess. <laughs> that was actually a good joke. Huh? Nice inflate gate uh, joke. All right, inflate gate. Look at me with the sports <laughs> reference. Ah, baseball. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh hey, uh if you and I wanted to collaborate on Instagram, that's not possible, right? Uh, sure it is. Yeah, this is? is this is a cool story. Okay, yeah, this is so, kind of cool. Uh, Lightbox. Uh, the, the article title is "It Takes Two to Tango." Insta- Instagram account brings photographers together. So, in a nutshell, uh, a couple of years ago, these two uh, photographers wanted to uh, collaborate, and they started an Instagram account called Echosite, and and. Uh, started doing double exposures of each other's work. Uh, so, you know, superimposing images over one another. Yep. Um, and, and it kind of, they started doing this a lot and it kind of took off and, and the article, uh, after six months, they realized that they did not have the bandwidth to continue posting daily and decided to do something that's rare in photography. They handed off their concept and platform asking other photographers to pair up and take over the feed. Uh, each week-long collaboration yielded astoundingly different results, starting with Ed Kashi and Laura El Tantwe. 
and it's it's just interesting to see what's ha- what's happening in in this sort of collaboration. Yeah, this um, is interesting. Several years ago, we we used to do uh, this thing called Photoshop Tennis, yep. where uh, you know you, somebody would create uh, a Photoshop comp and then send that to to uh, a friend or a colleague, a buddy, whatever. And then they would add something to the comp or, or change it in some way and then, you know, volley it back. And you'd go back and forth until one person kind of conceded like, you know, that's pretty awesome. I got nothing else. Now, it was when people did that, some people did it from the from sort of a humorous point of view. Right. And then some people some people were trying to make it better and some people were trying to make it more ridiculous. Yeah. Photoshop tennis. Right. Yeah. A, a, there's a, a what was the site? Um there was a particular site that was more sort of the, the, the humorous end of it, but like we would just kind of try and one up each other, right. you know, or, 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 you know, add something that, that the other person would just like, Oh man, that's awesome. Um, but this is really interesting because there you're, you're getting some, some really terrific results. Um, I, I like this. I like the idea of, of collaborating with other photographers, not sitting in the same room, um, but, but seeing yeah. what each person brings to the table, this yeah, one, I the, took this picture. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, yeah. There's one in particular that I absolutely love and it's, uh, Kochi, Richard Kochi Hernandez and Dan Christia. Uh, it's a terrific image. Uh, and you know, if you, if you don't know Kochi Hernandez, uh, he's, he's a fantastic photographer, Emmy award winning, uh, photojournalist, uh, and, and big fan of the mobile platform and does some really terrific work on a mobile platform. I like that one too. Uh, yeah, I actually like the one above it, the Matt Borowick and Nancy with the with the little building and then the big building coming the other way, the skyscraper right, coming right. the other way. Yeah, almost looks uh, like trails, like contrails or something. Yeah, it's really beautiful. You know what's nice about this is that it's it's it is um it's funny because this isn't as much collaboration as it is sort of um. Because it's it, you're giving one thing to the other person to do with what they will, mm-hmm. you know, which sure. is a little there's different a, there's a than release in there too. Sure, yeah, um, which is in some way sort of a, a non-consent collaboration, you know. Well, I wonder if there is uh, is there any sort of of back and forth? Is there any sort of discussion, you know, beforehand? Oh, this this Ramsey. Ramsey to give and Dylan Isbell. That's a beautiful image too with the flowers and the portraits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yikes. Uh, lots yeah. of people do that kind of stuff. I, I yeah, always like really that. Neat. So we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It's, uh, it's called the echo site is the Instagram feed and you can follow them. If you, uh, if you are an Instagram user and according to the 2015 OTP listener survey, many of you are, Wait, are what? I'm sorry, I missed that part. Instagram users. Instagram users. Okay, sure. Ton of uh, lots, lots and lots, lots of people. Uh, so. I'm going to. Uh, I'm also going to put in a link to the Photoshop contest Wikipedia page, which talks about Photoshop tennis and stuff, which is just really funny. Layer tennis. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I like this idea. Now, can anybody use this? What What is the deal? Like, can what are the tools that they're using? Are they just doing it in some random app and they're using one single Echo Site uh, uh, page? Yeah, there must be other people doing this. I guess is it is point. a world. Okay, if you go to the Echo Site, it's Echo Site Me. Echo Site dot me. 
uh, a worldwide mashup collaboration started by Daniel Zachman and Danny Giddis. Uh, create your own collaborations for Submission Sundays by tagging with Echosite on Instagram. So apparently you can you can submit on Sunday. Oops. Uh, and uh, and if they if they pick it up, they'll add it to the feed. Apparently. Okay. I will. Uh, I'm going to check that. That'd be cool. You know, we could even do some of these within our group. Sure. So if anybody wants to do this kind of stuff. Maybe we, uh, 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 why not, you know, why not do it from here and then just post it to the group? Do it like be part of this thing. Oh why yeah. yeah, yeah. The wheel. Well, cause can you, can anybody do this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just, and they just, actually, and they actually post all of them. I thought you sort of submit them and okay. Got it. I don't okay. know if they post all of them, but we could post, you know, you could, you could submit this on the, uh, on the submission Sunday. And then if it's, you know, we can still post it to the group. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this one's really cool. Uh, Number which? Here, let me just send it to you. It uh, looks like Disney Concert Hall met with uh, Ocean and Flippers. You can't go wrong with the Disney Concert Hall as a general rule of thumb. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, this is a so, yeah, good great, stuff. Terrific uh, idea. I like a very the Very good idea. Yeah, I, what's cool about this is the fact that it's not direct collaboration, right? In the sense that you're letting it go and somebody else does something with it. And it's not like you're approving or disapproving it, you know? Yeah, and then there's that great moment of discovery where you see what they've done, what the other person has done, sort of, you know, taking taking your photo and running with it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, thumbs up. Uh, good so, one. Echo Sight. Uh, all right, so, and you put in here these new videos. I got to watch these. No Film School put up. Uh, three hours of of documentaries. Uh, they're video essays about the career and films of Stanley Kubrick, right. who, before he was a filmmaker, was a photographer, and but, whose uh, movies are argue. photographic. Yeah, uh, yeah, on and on through his throughout his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kubrick, and and I th- I think he's one of those sort of um, iconic artist, not just a filmmaker. And I, and I, I hate even using that term, but the guy did so many things and he did so many things really well. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean that that's defined. That's, that's what that term, you know, has to come to mean, but you know, very visionary person and, and, uh, eyes wide shut, notwithstanding was my least favorite of his, of his flicks. I, I will tell you that while I enjoy and appreciate Kubrick's movies, uh, while watching them, they, they they are exhausting in the same way as going to an art museum and looking at a lot of art is exhausting. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like you, they take a lot of attention and it's like, I can't just sort of zone out and enjoy them as movies. I'm like, yeah on all the time looking at everything as it goes yeah, by. They're, and they're not the popcorn movies. No. Right. Right. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're moving paintings and then like, and it's, 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 it can be uh, daunting at times watching them. Yeah. So in, uh, interesting stuff. Um, they're they're in parts. They cover uh, okay. It's called the director series, uh, and the first one is early independent features. The second one is the Kirk Douglas years. Uh, the third one is called the Peter Sellers comedies, and the fourth one the masterworks, and the fifth one the final features. The final features. The final fe- Yeah. Well, he so, was supposed uh, to have made AI, right? He was working on AI before he died, and then Spielberg finished it. Is that true? That is what I understand. Okay. Interesting. 
Uh, let's see. Almost 16 years since his death in 1999, Stanley Kubrick is still a rev- uh, relevant subject for debate and scholarship of all manner, from the most erudite to the seriously down the rabbit hole. Kubrick is no longer just a filmmaker, and I would wager $5, maybe more, that this is partly because in our media-saturated confessional culture – oh, what a great term. Media-saturated confessional culture. Well done. Who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who are you? Justin Morrow. Well done, Justin. Uh, where everyone is expected to smile and explain themselves and also feel super grateful for the chance to do so, Kubrick was kind of a tease, a recluse in life. And if he was a recluse that I'm some sort of desert hermit with Wi-Fi, Kubrick refused to let the public either into either his life or his films. He understood, as few celebrities do, that there is something to be said for being mysterious, which is, easily, which is easy when all you have to do is not go clubbing with Judd Nelson. The 80s were the height of Kubrick is a weirdo rumors, and that's the most 80s thing I could think of to write. Yeah, you know, I, I like the fact that he never really explained himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if he was alive today, I don't know that, you know, that's a really interesting larger question, which is, you know... We as photographers, a bunch of us want to be Richard Avedon or whatever it is. But like the world that Richard Avedon lived in doesn't exist now. Richard Avedon probably wouldn't be Richard Avedon if he was alive now. You know, or you know that sort of question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the same way, would Kubrick be able to be the weird recluse guy who makes one movie every eight years nowadays and not explain anything, not give interviews, not talk, whatever? Um in the same way now that he could have in the seventies and sixties when there wasn't nearly as much popular culture stuff all over the place screaming. I, I for, think you could, that, that, I mean, that look, his look, marketing people would make him talk and that kind of stuff. I, you know? I think you could, I mean, look, look, you, you, uh, you brought up Paul Thomas Anderson before yep, the show. Sure. Or the other Anderson, Wes Anderson, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, but don't both of them ever seeing interviews with, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but I don't see them in the spotlight. Uh, yeah, I, mean, no. I guess maybe. I mean, like, I don't see I, them doing a lot of press. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, by the way, there is a really good uh, interview with Paul Thomas Anderson that uh, that what's his name did uh, recently, um, uh, Mark Maron, mm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is actually really good. I'll have to I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Paul. Anyway, Thomas. so go go take a look at these if you've if you've got the the interest in in Kubrick or filmmaking or art or the life of uh, a creator maker person. Uh, they're yep. interesting. I'm going to go check them out. Uh, we should uh, talk about one of our sponsors. You, which one do you want to do? You want to do? Uh, yeah, let's let's do Linda. You want to sing your song? No, I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Never stopped <laughs> you before. La 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 Linda la la Linda la la Linda dot com. The motorcycle angle. Right? Never saw you going there. I'm rocketing down the creative highway, mister. Wow, that, that was good. That either, was really either good. Either hold on or get the hell off my bike. Uh, hey, you know, Jeffrey, it's, <laughs> it's already February. I know, Jesus. It, you know, it's, we're two months in. What are you waiting for? You need to invest in yourself this year. Uh, start learning something new at lynda.com. Free 10-day trial, which is pretty great. Uh, you, I can't you, hear that 10-day trial without thinking of Cal Worthington. Cal Worthington? Cal Worthington was a West Coast uh, auto salesman. Who oh, uh, used to let you borrow the car for 10 days? 10-day trial exchange. <laughs> That's what is his big thing. They and should get him in the ads. 
Come on uh, down. Cal Worthington, Worthington Ford. <laughs> Lynda.com. Free 10 day trial. Bellflower. <laughs> we'll see you here. Yeah, he, he was like, I'll stand on my head to make a good deal, or I'll eat a bug. Oh, to make yeah, a good yeah. Deal. yeah. He was, was one, one of those guys. guys. Anyway, yeah. So the 10 day trial. So 10 days. You Free get- 10 day trial. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world. There's over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, as well as software training like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop, which is. Very, very important in this world because everyone's trying to figure out how to use Photoshop because it's very confusing and has way too many features. Uh, All their courses are taught by experts and new courses are added to the site every single week. Whether you want to set new financial goals, work life, find work-life balance. Do you have work-life balance, Jeffrey? I have no. I have no balance. (laughs) Uh, and you want to My invest pendulum is stuck in one position <laughs> invest in a new hobby ask your boss for a raise that uh, i would like to do but me kind of- too uh find a new job or improve upon your current job skills in 2015 lynda.com has something for everyone including jeffrey sidoris um you can sign up for your free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com that's l-y-n-d-a.com slash o-t-p and you'll get unlimited access to every single course on lynda.com, access to view tutorials on tablets and your iPhone and your Android mobile devices, access to all the new courses they add each and every week. So during that 10-day trial, you get all the new ones that come up too. Uh, and some of the courses that, that they recommend, we got Foundations of Photography, Exposure and Composition, Practicing Photographer, and of course, the Traveling Photographer Series with our friend and yours, David Hobby, the Strobist. The Strobist. I need a name like that. You need a name like that. I you want a name, name? Like the Strobist, yeah, like 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 a like a catchy uh, a catchy like a handle, moniker. like a yeah, like a yeah. like a CB handle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you got to go try this out. Oh, CB! Now I got to go watch Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> with uh, Paul Williams. With Paul Williams, yeah. Which was a not a good documentary, by the way. No, uh, but so Smokey uh, the Bandit was good. Go invest in yourself. Sign up for a free 10-day offer, uh, 10-day trial offer at lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash OTP. And so go ahead. I challenge you to learn something new in 2015. I challenge uh, you to learn something new. Jeez. Yeah, I know. It's learn tough. something new. <laughs> Jesus. So here we are, 2015. Thank you very much, Linda, for your support of On Taking Thanks, Linda. Um, all right, where are we going? Okay, so... Affinity Photo Beta, there's what do you a, think? There's a new kid on the block. Yeah, something like that. What and do you it's think? not Marky Mark. I, I, I spent some time working in it. You spent some time working on it, uh, working in it. Uh, what do you think? We're, we're talking about Affinity Photo. Right. Affinity which, Photo. Which a lot of people sent in to us and wrote about on the group and, and, and. Oh, Hey, wait a minute. There's a new beta available. There's a new beta, right? (laughs) Right. There's a brand new beta. Can I I see it? I'll download that after. Wait, what is it doing? What is it doing? It's going to a website to download a new thing. Mine mine didn't. Oh, it went to the website to go download the new one, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to deal with it later. Interestingly Uh, enough, uh, the the normal, apparently the normal, they have their own, uh, what's it called? Their own uh, uh, extension, their own file format. I have a blah, 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 dot AF photo. Well, of course. Why wouldn't they? Well, because Lightroom and Photoshop have sort of moved to just using TIFF as everything. Uh, Is TIFF not an option? I think TIFF's an option. TIFF is an option, but I I don't know that it saves. uh, I wonder if it saves the, uh, what's it called? I don't think it saves layered documents as TIFFs. Okay, here's here's what I don't like, Affinity, right off the bat. 
if you're going to tell me that there's a new beta and you're going to send me to a page to download the new beta, then for the love of Christ, put the change log. Tell me what's different. Yeah. Yeah. Right there on the page. I'm a big fan of the change log. A lot of people aren't. Didn't mean, didn't mean to bring Jesus into the argument, but still, come on. Jerk. Wait, uh, who, who's a jerk? <laughs> uh, uh, you for bringing Jesus into the argument. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I brought, I opened up some photos. I tried editing them the way that I edit in Photoshop in here. Um, right. And for the most part, I could do most of the stuff that I do. Uh, yeah, I thought they have that, a sharpening filter. Ha! But I don't. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, don't use that. Come on. That was good. That was cute. Uh, I, you know what? It's funny because I find, okay, moving like the hand tool and the zoom and stuff was all good. Right. Um, most I did of not, the, most of the keyboard shortcuts are the same too. If you're yep, a Photoshop yep. user. Yeah. Um, I found all that smooth while editing curves. I did not find that it was as smoothly reactive as they claim it to be and less smooth than Photoshop. Like, you know, when you're like editing a curve and you let it go, it like had to rebuild the whole thing with, with curve changes and that kind of stuff, you know? Okay. So it's interesting. Okay. Well, it's how, like they, and how, did you try it on different, uh, size and file types? Did you try it on raws, JPEGs, PSDs? Uh, what were you using? Well, I was opening them up from, I was opening up a TIFF from Lightroom. So, uh, you know, full res file out of my thing, just like I would in Photoshop. Okay. You know, kind um, of stripping type thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the way I do it. Um, and so, uh, the adjustment layers, great. Perfect. I, the, the way that masking works took me a little while to figure out how the hell they do it. And I'm still not entirely sure. Cause I kept like adding a regular mask. I ended up having to add an empty mask layer. Cause when I had just added a mask layer and I was painting out with black and white, like nothing was happening and I didn't quite understand. Uh, and they're like mm-hmm. nested inside. So there's just some different ways that they do things that are just a little bit sort of like, okay, interesting choice. Is there an advantage to that? Um, did you notice that the, uh, um, uh, that up in the left-hand corner, they have these personas, right? Uh, which, which is almost it's- like this, like modal sense. Well, it's, uh, it's similar to Photoshop's workspaces. Yeah, yeah. If you've um, ever used that, you can set, if you don't know, you can set Photoshop up, the the, the palette arrangement and tool set for different tasks. So if you you're a retoucher, that? I do, I do. Okay. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about with a mask. I'm just, I added a mask to a layer and I'm painting around and it's doing what it should. I was, yeah, like I added a mask here. I can see, uh, all right, here, let me add a mask here. Uh this is ex- exciting stuff. Adam right. new mask layer. Um, yeah, it wasn't working the other day. Let me see. Uh, if I paint here with... User no, error. That didn't work. Uh, I also... I, okay, I like there... There's a color picker thing where you press control or one of the one of the other things, and you can actually pick a color straight off. It zooms in, sort of, and you can yes. pick a color off the image. I thought yep. that was pretty slick. Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, I, I did... But... but finding the color otherwise was like a little sort of, you have to have the color palette open. It's not just showing up somewhere, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like little interface things that I'm like, okay, interesting choice. Um, the fact that they're, it's not retina aware, which I'm surprised about. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about that at this point. Again, it's, it's beta there. There have been, uh, that's been addressed in their support forums. Oh, so has it? I, 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 yeah, didn't, I yeah. didn't find that one. I was looking at the masking stuff and people were asking questions. Uh, look, you know, is it, is it, if this was the only option out there, could 
people in, and, you know, assuming that it's going to get better over the next few months, uh, is it an, a viable option? Absolutely. Sure. Um, am I, do I don't see problem is I'm one of those people who doesn't really have a problem with Photoshop performance or features. I don't know that you have to have a problem with either of those things. I think it's nice to have someone else in the marketplace yes, that's that taking a good. look at, at photo editing. Yeah. I guess my point is that I'm not, I'm not itching to switch. I'm not looking for an alternative, you know, mm-hmm. um, where like, oh, this isn't doing it for me anymore. I need to find something else. Um, I use this. I could use it. It's pretty cool. Um, I like it quite a bit. Yeah. Do you, have like you used their other drawing app? Uh, I've played with it. Um, a friend of mine uses it. It's called affinity designer. It's their, basically it's their kind of version of illustrator. Yeah. Um, it feels more freehand esque than illustrator. It, it does. True? And, and you and I have talked about that. Both of us, I think are, are still big fans of the way freehand worked. Yeah. Um, it's a little sort of <clears throat> Apple pages okay. in terms of its, its interface. Um, but I do, I do like it quite a bit. I don't do a ton of vector work anymore, yeah. um, but uh, it's it's certainly you know you can get both apps for a hundred bucks. And, yeah, which uh, is which is the big thing, right? The price. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Um, now, what I would like to see moving forward in in Affinity, and I haven't tried any of my my plugins. Not that I use very many anyway. But apparently, they're touting sixty four bit plugin support. Uh, you know, lab color, PSD support. So, you know, it's got a lot knows? of potential. We'll right. see. We'll see when it actually uh, gets finished up. But for it's an interesting you, you have an interesting cross section here, like the Venn diagram, right? You have the people for whom Lightroom tools are not enough mm-hmm. for whatever reason. They want to do compositing. They want to do whatever. And then you have the people for for whom Photoshop is the answer, but that Photoshop is too expensive or people, you know, that you don't want, you don't want Photoshop for whatever reason, but you need something like Photoshop. This is a great fit. Right. See what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I right. agree. With you. Like, I don't think like full-time retouchers are going to switch away from Photoshop because this is cheaper than Photoshop. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. But but for people who want Photoshop but don't want to spend on Photoshop, then fifty bucks makes sense. Hopefully, that market is large enough. Could you imagine how much it costs to design this software? And they're selling Probably it for fifty dollars. How much could they make on this stuff? Quite a bit. I, well, I mean, uh, the the Pixelmator guys made a boatload of money because yeah. a lot of people really dug it, and it's a terrific piece of software. Um, I just like seeing the competition. I like seeing the choice. I, I like too. seeing you know something other than. Photoshop out there. And, and even though this is a beta, I think it's terrific. I like the, uh, I like the interface quite a bit. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, like you said, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but yeah. I, I think it's a terrific, it's uh, a great start. First stop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Affinity photo. Are you going so to check it uh, out? Yeah. Are you going to, you going to start using this full time when it gets done? Uh, I'm, I'm using it more and more just to kind of get comfortable with it. You know, any of these things, part of whether or not they're a good app and I'm going to use good in quotes, part of whether or not it's a good app is, is just, does it fit into your workflow? And the only way you can decide that is by putting some time into using it. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm, I'm willing to, to give it a whirl. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 
in a position where I'm not having to hand off PSDs to uh, right. colleagues or coworkers or collaborators. So that's that's another um, consideration is if you're yep. in some sort of production environment and, you know, nine tenths of your team is using Photoshop and you're the guy or girl that decided to switch over to Affinity Photo. Well, that may yeah. be a little problematic. That might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, just in, in, in much the same way, I'm, I'm trying uh, a new code editor called Brackets, which uh, is an open source thing that Adobe bought. But uh, it's, it's an open source code editor um, supported by, you know, a community of, of developers. And, and is it Coda? Is it Dreamweaver? No, but it's interesting. And, and because I'm sort of the, the one man band at this point, I can try these things. And if you are as well, then, you know, there's no harm in, in trying a different tool. You may find something you like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. This is the first app that could if you were on a desert island and this was your only option, could take the place of Photoshop where all the other ones I, You could. know what? I, I would disagree with that. I don't even think it's uh, – not disagree with your, your choice, but disagree with your, your qualification. I don't, I don't think it's, it has to be like if there was nothing else, you could make do with this. I think it's much more capable than you give it credit for. Uh, okay, yeah, but I'm saying that I, I, I don't see the advantage in this other than the price. Uh, the performance okay. isn't better in my experience. The tool set isn't better in my experience. You know what I mean? For, for what I use them for. So like for me, I don't, I don't see what the advantage is other than the fact that it's cheaper. Uh, yeah. I, I will say I did, I did uh, a little test and I just, sh- I showed it to you before the show. Yeah. Yeah. The extract, uh, using, using the, uh, the selections and the masking, masking away some hair. And I think uh, personally, I think affinity photo did a little better job than Photoshop okay. did. All right. Uh, but, you know, your your mileage may vary. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, we'll have to check it out. Yeah, give uh, it a shot. I will. Yeah, so go get the latest version, apparently. Um, all right. So you want to talk about uh, fine art versus gallery art. What are you talking about here? Well, it's, you know, first of all, we, we, we're so preoccupied with, with labeling the type of work that we do. Right. What is it? Is it art? Is it not art? And, and I don't, I don't want to go off on a, on a, on an, is it art or is it not art rant? Because I think I've made my position on that pretty clear. Right. Um, I think we tend to get a little caught up in calling ourselves one thing or another rather than doing the work. And, uh, Anyway, so the, so the point of this of this thing I was thinking about is there, there's and it and it kind of ties into our photographer of the week um, a bit. Uh, there are a number of photographers who do quote unquote fine artwork, but their work isn't likely to be hanging up in galleries or museums for whatever reason. Okay. And then there's 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 the work that is hanging up in galleries and museums that and much of it you and I have talked about over the past couple of years mm-hmm. uh, that we both kind of scratch our heads at and go, huh, why yeah. is why is that here? What what makes that um, art over this other thing? Right. And uh, and I just wondered if there was if there was some some room to unpack that a little bit. Well, unfortunately, I think, well, I think there's a few things in here. Unfortunately, you and I are, I guess, just two people, right? So 
<laughs> there's you and I may look at something that is like the new hotness and not get it. And other people are just like, I, the fact that you don't get that, I don't get, you know, <laughs> like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. Um, I feel like calling yourself a fine art, whatever fine art photographer or whatever it is, um, is something of mm, a, a self labeling kind of thing. Uh, I, I feel like, fine art photography is the catch all for anything that's not commercial or useful in some other, like if it doesn't fit any of these other baskets, well then it's fine art photography, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, it's not street photography. Well, that could be fine art, but street photography or wedding photography or portraits or commercial or whatever it is. If it's none of those, it doesn't have any, and I'm putting scare quotes around. This is not my view, but the view of society in some ways, if it's not useful photography, then it's fine art photography. But but how you know? is that? I guess one of my questions is how is that different than than labeling self labeling as an artist to begin with? Because that seems to to uh, I don't think that a lot. I think that there are a lot of people who will call themselves fine art photographers or will call themselves artists in the first place or whatever it is. I think it's look labels are just labels. I don't think that your average person outside of society would bother with any of those labels. I think I think our world asks incentivizes you to pigeonhole yourself so that they can define so it can define you you know fair okay so i I think that a lot of the things that that you don't like about this labeling stuff and i don't really like either is 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 more a matter of somebody else seeing you differently because you label yourself at that. So you're sort of incentivized and kind of well i have to say that i'm x because otherwise no one will take me seriously not that they really want to call themselves an artist. It's like, if I but don't call myself an artist, no one else ever will either. You know, I sort think of a that's fake part of my problem it. with it. Yeah, that's part yeah. of my problem is that, right. you know, that somehow but I don't gives- blame. I don't blame the artist in that situation. I blame, you know, the society at large for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you blame the artist in that in that equation. Well, it's it's almost as if the label. The, they need the label to make the work either better or more relevant or, or, you know, insert this here. And it's, and I, I, I go back to, it's, it's the difference between a, between calling yourself a musician and calling yourself a rock star or calling yourself an actor versus calling yourself a movie star. Uh, Uh, Okay. I think it's a, there, there can be a different purpose or intent if that makes sense. And I think, I think that words fail us in these situations. I mean, you know, it's like we when we were talking about humans in New York, people say he's a photographer. Well, I mean, guess he's a photographer because he takes pictures, but the main part of the thing is the fact that he's putting the words together with the pictures. So is that still photography or is that some other well, sort of mixed media? Well, okay. Yes, he's and, a photographer, and, and, but he's also something else. Yeah. But, but I think you're no? overly dismissive. No, I, I, whatever. I, I'm not trying to get back into that argument. All I'm saying is that, that 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 saying that he's a photographer is really in in a is 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 a is is not explaining exactly what he does, which is a storyteller or a mixed media artist or a you know what I'm saying like a, a is he is it more of an interview kind of thing you know what I mean like there's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff so if he stands up and says oh I don't know I make all this stuff I'm an artist. Because there is no other word that really encompasses what I'm doing. That's just because there's no other word to encompass what he's doing. You know? Yeah. I just, I just think that, that. Why does the, it bother the, you so much that somebody calls themselves an artist? 
Because it's not your decision to make. Okay, but it's, it's, okay, it's, who cares? It's, it's, it's those who, who look at the work and decide whether it's art or not. Those who, who experience the work, in my opinion. And maybe I'm way off okay. base on it. I'm sure Mike Sakazakawa is going to send me an email about it and bring it on, Mike. Bring it. I just, I, my, my thing is that, like, to your point of people talk about that stuff too much and do the work, well, in having this conversation, aren't we talking about something that really doesn't matter? And the work is maybe I just don't want I don't hide behind it, I guess, is the is the thing. Okay. Yeah. And and and, you know, just get out and make stuff. Who cares what it's called? But do you think that the gallery gallery art is somehow different than fine art? It feels like it. It it feels like gallery art. I don't know. And and I I can't verbalize it. I'm failing miserably here. And and I apologize, listeners, because this is not interesting in the the least. But there there is just – it takes itself a lot more seriously. Gallery art. It seems to. Well, I think think that this is another example of where it has to, right? But why? Well, because people are expecting it to be at a certain level, which is why they're spending all the money for it. It's it's all theater. It's the same thing as a salesman going in and trying to, you know, is the salesman really that confident? No, but he's going to go in there and be confident because he's more likely to make the sale if he's confident. You know, it's like it's it's all part of the game, right? It's it's the part of the game that I personally can't stand, but I am, you know, I understand that that is all just that is part of the business of art, which is very different than art. It just feels like somehow fine art has become a pejorative label. Um, and I don't quite know in the art world, explain, do you think how to explain it for the, um, maybe, huh? You know, because uh, what, what did you say at the beginning? Like, you know, if, if you don't know what or where or why your stuff fits or it, then call it a, it, you know, you, you call yourself a fine art photographer. It's not I think street. That, it's not right. It's not. So it, I just feel that's how it kind of feels right. You know, like if it's right. none and, of those other things, it's fine that art. That's, that's what I'm questioning. Well, why does it feel I, that way? I feel like it's like music too. It's like, well, if it's not rock and it's not jazz and it's not whatever, well then it's like art music, you know, or whatever. Like it's, it's the catch all at the end of the coin sorter, <laughs> you know, it's, Maybe. it's, it's it's like if it doesn't fit any of these other things, then it's that. Um, but again, all of those things, street photography, portrait, landscape, whatever, those are all just arbitrary labels too. They're all just containers that we try to put things in so that we can make sense of – try to yes make sense no. of what all this stuff is. I think they're more descriptive. I mean if, if you if – you- say to someone street photography or landscape photography, there's a right. there's a pretty definite – picture that forms in your mind about yeah what that but that is. might not yeah but that might not be what it is that person's calling it we've seen a lot of street photography or landscape photography that is you know not ansel adams mm-hmm. you know i mean I, I agree with you that there's this platonic ideal of what each one of those are but i think that that's a very narrow subset of all the things that could exist within that genre maybe i mean yeah. look i mean, I mean okay. even even, our, even the crit wall person we're going to use today it's like okay well is it a portrait is it yeah. fashion? Is it fine yeah. art? You know, it's uh, all of those things, I guess. What are you going to say? Eggleston and Stephen Shore. Okay. Good examples. Those are good examples. Right. Both of them are heralded as, you know, a couple of heavy hitters in the photography world yep. and in the art world, really. Yep. Um, is there stuff street photography? Is it fine art? Is it gallery art? 
is it is it labeled just to make it more important or self-aware in some way it's funny because i think that a lot of uh, i would say that stephen shore is is closest thing would be landscapes but they're like urban landscapes right Mm -hmm. another subset of whatever it is um i think that i think a lot of the labels and things that you don't like are you said that you know you're not you don't get to decide call yourself an artist the people who view it do the flip side of that is that I think it's the people who are viewing who are putting these labels on a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stephen Shore, you're a landscape photographer. And right. he's like, oh, I just take pictures of gas stations. Like, why are you and calling me a landscape it. photographer? You know, and, and where, where, does, where does sort of Herzog, Fred Herzog end and Eggleston begin and vice versa? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like you, you're, you, you're assuming that uh, the society at large labeling something is inherently better than somebody labeling it themselves. When in reality, I think that it it could just as easily go the other direction, mm-hmm. you know, where society gets it wrong or label something very bluntly. Yeah. You know, and, so and I, part I, of it is, is a reaction that I, that I feel when I see somebody's website or business card or something that, that, that reads, you know, specializing in, and then there's yep. like, nine or 10 things that are on that list. Well, yeah, if you specialize in nine or 10 things, you're not specializing in anything. Right. Right. I so it, it, the whole concept of, of labels and, and self labels versus societal but, labels, it's, it's all very confusing. And it, and I, I spend probably more time than I should thinking about it. Well, it's doubly frustrating because you look at it and you say, you know, if I label, if I label myself as a photographer, I label myself as a portrait photographer. Is right. somebody more likely to hire me because I call myself a portrait photographer? You know what? There are probably people who are, who would, you right. know what I mean? And so am I doing myself a disservice by not narrowing my title? Right. Maybe, well, and, and, you know, I don't know, but then, the but other, then what, but I can also do stuff that doesn't have people in it. That I enjoy doing and would enjoy doing work with. So am I pigeonholing myself to where I won't have the opportunity to do the still life stuff that every once in a while I do with friends or for right. people, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, and that's where you end up. Okay. I specialize in still life and portraits. It's right, like, well, right, right, right. you know, then you're back to that, you know, and, and a big part of this is born of my own frustration with who am I and what do I do? Absolutely. When, when, when yeah. people ask me, so what do you do? First of all, I'm, I'm kind of put off by that question anyway, yeah. but cause somebody's but, actually talking to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> know. Um, I, I don't have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I, and I find that frustrating. I find it, I find it uh, disconcerting that, that I don't know how to answer that question. And it, it's because for so many years I defined who I was by what I did. Right. But so why is it that you have to define that? Like, why isn't it good enough that you say, Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I see you write don't com- know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I write commentary and I, you know, paint pictures and you know what I mean? I paint paintings and I, whatever it is like, why, why does it have to have a label versus just a list of the things that you do? Because the expectation, I think, right. is that you have a thing. 
I am a stockbroker. I am a longshoreman. I'm a, you know, but but I think that might be that might be a very um, industrial revolution kind of thing that hopefully, arguably, perhaps will right. Well, and it kind of gets back to the the idea of photography of of. Are you a professional photographer if you have a, a, a 5D3 or are professional you professional gear? Right. Let, let's, let's take prof- the word professional out. Are you a photographer based on the type of gear that you have? And my right. answer to that would be no. If you are looking at at least part of the world through a lens, looking to compose yeah. something interesting, emotive, beautiful, engaging, et cetera, congratulations, you're a photographer. Yep. Yeah. I don't care what you use, I don't care right. if you make your own camera like you know miroslav right. what's his miroslav tishi right or or, or your or your uh you know Dwayne michaels who uses a 30 year old original eos with a 50 millimeter one four lens and that's it right right you know you know the, but, the, the the long and short of it is there you know take you for example or or any almost any contemporary yeah. photographer is there right. anything that you couldn't do with a with a rebel no of the things that you do, you can do with a rebel and a kit lens. End of story. Yeah. So the the rest of it just becomes this noise that swirls around us. I I think the, 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 but if you get to that level where anybody who uses anything to take any sort of picture is a quote unquote photographer, then how do you distinguish the people who you can reliably hire to do whatever it is you want to do? Without any some sort of other ancillary label, you know what I mean? Well, the, the, then like the I other could, labels then I could claim to be an architect because I okay, well, the, fair enough, yeah. So I mean, but it's like I think that's where people have some tension, mm-hmm. you know. It's well, a, and, it's and a complicated thing. It is a complicated thing, and yeah. and the the professional market. Let's face it, the professional photography market is driven by manufacturing. Uh, you mean, you mean like the quote unquote professional, like gear stuff. You mean that kind of thing? They, they need you to buy a new body year over year. They need you to buy a new grip and et cetera, et cetera, year over year. But all, it all ends up being noise. And that's what ends up frustrating the hell out of me, you know? And then I, I, I talk to somebody like, I don't know, like David Dusherman and, and it's, I just sigh and the sigh of relief. Cause it's like, (gasps) <sighs> yeah, but David Dushman has else. a big giant bag of gear. That he uses. Uh, yes and no. I mean, yeah, he's got a lot of options, but he will be the first to tell you that that it doesn't matter if he takes his XE2 or his Leica or, right. you know, whatever. Right. But I mean, that's very – I mean, it's the conversation we have been having for 140 episodes. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. Um, there's, But there is a lot of that, right? Um, yeah. It's just again. It's not. It's not ranting for the sake of ranting. This is. These are the struggles that I am yeah. trying to work through. I, I think. Uh, yeah. I think. I think that what it comes down to, and sort of a conclusion from the outside, is that you. you these labels are labels. <laughs> you know, they're just labels. They're they're meaningless other than they're a sticky thing with a word on it that you stick to your chest and say, "My name is," right. you know, Jeffrey. Yeah, um, so it's an artistic you, you, post-it note. <laughs> essentially, yeah, right? Artistic <laughs> post-it note. I like that. It's <laughs> a good title. Put that one down too. Right. Um, but but I feel like the, the uh, you assume that those labels are either uh, based on ego or based on self-importance or based on 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 whatever it is, and and I they have sort be. of. Co- 
It, yeah, they can be, but I don't think that they necessarily are. And the reasons why people label themselves whatever or somebody else labels you whatever, there are myriad reasons why that happens. Commercial reasons, expectation sure. reasons, sure. personal reasons, you know, my daddy didn't love me reasons. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't assume necessarily that it's people trying to puff themselves up because they don't have the wherewithal to actually pick up a camera. You know, again, I think much of this is born of my own. Yeah. Still trying to find out who and what Jeffrey is. It is it is a battle that I think we all fight. And I think that people who are successful in whatever they do, successful salesman or whatever it is, and then they claim to be a salesman because they're a successful salesman. I think that is sort of a um, you only have. You only have confidence in that label because your evidence has been. Uh, uh, so you've kind of backed into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if yeah, suddenly yeah. you didn't make your next 10 sales, you would start questioning that label again mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that label is not as solid as you think it is. And I think that's mm-hmm. the case for all, all this stuff, you know, but I think <laughs> I think with this, we should talk about Frank's picture, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's somewhat related, right? So right. Uh, how do you pronounce this guy's name? I'm not, I, I don't know. Uh, Gellormini? Gellormini? I'm going to go with one of those. Gellormini? Yeah. Gellor, is, is the accent on the, on the Eni or the, the first part of the gate? Or is it with he a He lives in New Jersey. He's, it sounds like he's Italian, but, you know, it's not like we don't have to do an Italian accent. Uh, but we could. <laughs> Francesco Gellormini. Francesco. Hello. Hola, Francesco. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, okay, so this Ciao. picture is on the crit okay. wall. It is of a lovely young woman who looks a little like um, who's the girl from Zero Dark Thirty? Uh, Jessica Chastain. Doesn't it look a little Jessica Chastainish? A little bit in her face. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I, I'm going to say right off the bat, Frank. Yep. I I really dig your stuff a lot, a lot, a lot. Thumbs up. Yeah, I really dig it a lot. Um, I like that you're you're trying to really sort of find a voice and 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 going through the struggle of, of where, where that fits um, and, and where it fits in your own process and what it means. And so I, yeah, huge thumbs up, big fan. Um, he, he, he likes this uh, out of focus or tilt shift kind of look on a lot. of Yeah. Stuff. Now uh, first, first question, Frank, are you doing this stuff in camera tilt shifty or are you doing it in post somehow? Not that one you know, is more valid than the other. I'm just curious from a process standpoint. Yeah. looks a little lens baby-esque, like that kind of thing. Maybe. Uh, um, so we got this beautiful picture of a woman, and Frank is kind of questioning what this is. Right. Um, you know, is this is this traditional portrait? Is this... You know, I, I, I was saying before the show that it feels a little like Paolo Reversi to me. Yeah. Sort of yeah, that yeah, yeah. short depth of field kind There's of blurred a- out stuff. There's a color photo. It's not the one that he submitted, but there's a color photo. Uh, Frank, you posted this in August of last year uh, of, a, of a woman's back holding either a blanket or a dress around the front. And she's got yep, some things yep. in her hair. Gorgeous, Frank. Frank, gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous. Uh, if that ever got printed, Frank, and you needed an address to send it to, I could Jeffrey, help you. Jeffrey would take it. I would, uh, yeah, I love that photograph. Anyway, so, um, so what do you think? Is, is, is does it beg for a label? Is it fine art? Is it portraiture? Is it is it somewhere in between? Is it does it transcend 
label. This is this is part of what I'm trying to figure yeah, well, out. Look, all of these things are nebulous, right? It could be all of those things, depending on how you see it. To an advertiser, this might be commercial fashion photography. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, might a print of it end up in a gallery and and it would become fine art? Yeah. The question is, why can't it be all of those things? Well, does uh, that bother again, you? That's no, it doesn't okay. bother me. Uh, I would almost prefer it to be all of those things than pigeonholing it to one. Oh, by the way, and, and another one of his uh, things from February, he said, I'm shooting a Nikon FM2, in this case, some HP5 oh, along with a slew okay. of crea- creative optics. So maybe he's doing the stuff where he pulls like the lens off. Yeah, yeah like holding stuff. In- well done you, Frank. Good, good. Yeah, it's good. I should, you know what, Frank, you, we, we should, we should talk and do a little behind the scenes with you for, uh, for faded and blurred. So if you're interested, hit me up. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think the picture is great. If, I mean, if it were up to me, um, so in this picture, it sort of looks like he's getting, it's, it's tilted in such a way that sort of the top of her hair, the edge of her hair is sort of getting closer focus. So it's kind of right. pulls away from there. Um, I would have liked to see one where it's either all sort of out of focus or maybe, maybe it's like her hand is in focus versus the edge of her hair or her eyes. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. the point that is a little more in focus gives you a little more information, you know, um, I, that's uh, just, that's I just, really dig you know, this. And yeah. the, the first thing that I thought of when I saw this particular shot was, and I, we talked about it a little bit before the show, um, there's, a, there's a guy called Miroslav Atishi. Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not sure. T-I-C-H-Y. Is that the crazy Russian guy? He's Czech. He's Czech. Uh, there you who go. Who made his own cameras out of like cardboard and toilet paper yeah, tubes yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and some of his work is very reminiscent of what Frank's doing here. And, you know, the guy has been celebrated, you know, the world over and has had retrospectives and, you know, et cetera, yep. et cetera. So uh, here, in fact, here's the, here's a link. Maybe a link we can for put, put this in the show notes. I will at, put uh, it in the show notes. ICP. Yeah. ICP, um, which closed down and is moving for a year, I think. Yeah. Which so look sad. at that third one there. That's yep, the one I was yep. kind of thinking about. Um, uh, you know, could I see this in a gallery? Jeez, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, does it, does it need to be labeled as gallery art? Well, this was kind of the, the, the crux of, of the discussion earlier. I don't, I don't know that that gets you anything, but it seems to be a necessary evil. You have to have some box to put people in, or you yeah. have to have a box to put yourself in. And I'm, I'm just as guilty as both looking for that box and, and actively shying away from it as anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, look, it's, it's, I mean, if, if we're, if we're commenting on it from a, from that larger point of view, like, well, that, that's a huge discussion from the point of view mm-hmm. of this photo. I think this photo is good. I think some of his other work, similar work is our stronger photographs. Like the one you were talking about with the back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a stronger photograph. Um, uh, there's some from last August and stuff that are even more blurry. There's one from July 28th that I think is great. I'm, I'm looking at that right now. The, the girl's back. My favorite things. Yeah. You know, further down. Uh, Oh wait. Uh, you see July 28th. 
Oh yeah, it is yeah. a back. I'm sorry, you're right. It is it is a back, right? Yeah, this was like, the yeah. first time I developed my own 35 millimeter negative. Thus, the scratches. Don't apologize. The scratches. Scratches are great. Are awesome. Right, okay, lens baby. Kind of Through my lens baby 3G on a Nikon 2020 and prayed. Thanks to my there beautiful wife go. as a model. Bunch of happy accidents amounted to this. Yeah, th- th- this is superb. This shot. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, good call. See, that's great stuff. Um, so yeah, so anyway, I I, I think it's great. You know. Yeah, but uh, here's a guy. Just look at this page of his work. How do you define him? He's shooting tall ships. He's shooting fashion. He's shooting street. He's shooting well, you know, these, these it, fine arts. It depends. Arts. Does he care? You know, Maybe some not. people, some people, I think the people who need to define themselves or want to find, have the need to define themselves or the desire to define themselves are doing so because they need other people to see them a certain way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and, and so it's sort of a job requirement. It's like, sure. you know, you know, I'm a designer. Well, what kind of design? Well, all kinds of design. Well, you're not going to get a lot of work because people need to know, you know, but isn't, isn't that of part of the design. additional frustration is you finally get to a point where you call yourself a this, I'm a this. And then somebody goes, well, what kind of this? Absolutely. And you go, oh, yeah. I didn't think yeah. about that. I didn't well, get that, that far. That is just the, that's being a, a, a professional, an actual professional artist in the sense that you're trying to make a living right. in the modern world. Well, I mean, just, just reality. Even you, you say, okay, I'm a photographer. What kind? Yeah. And you say portrait. Yeah. And they go, well, what kind of portraiture? And yeah. now you've got to yeah. define the type of thing that you already defined. It's like, Arr! well, studio or environmental? Well, I do yeah. both. Well, yeah. I yeah. don't yeah. understand. We do both. Well, what's this other thing that you did over here that's all like, you know, your, your more crazy conceptual stuff? Well, I do that too. Well, if you do that, well, can you actually do just a straight portrait with like a single nice light? Yes, I can do that. Well, I don't know if you can do that because yeah. I'm I don't seeing see pictures. Any of that. All I see oh, is this for other God's stuff. sakes. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. Right. This is this is my life. Right. Like that right. that conversation is my life and it right. and it keeps me up at night because it is frustrating in that way. You yeah. know. It'd be easier if and that's and you could understand why certain people just stick with one thing. Right. You know what? If people know me for this and this works, screw the rest of it. I just I just you know? wish I could say like I make stuff and that would yeah. be enough. That's it. Yeah. Well, you can say that for your own head, but if you want people to understand and communicate what it is that you do, you have a bigger problem. But that would involve going outside, so I think you're safe for now. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? But when I go outside, yeah. it's 80 degrees. Sucky. Yeah. Oh, God, it is so cold right now. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. it was like six degrees. I know. I, I was feeling bad for you yesterday when I was on my bike and t-shirt and shorts. Oh God! Yeah, how, how wait? How cold is it right now? It is. Uh, it's warm. It's nineteen degrees. Hey, but with the, but the wind feels like ten, so it's good. Hey, but um, you know what? At least you're not in like Millie territory where it's you know negative forty or whatever it is up there. I honestly don't know how people live in places that are that cold. <laughs> um, but uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, so right. how did how they do last week in the in the group? Uh, you tell me. You tell me. Let what me, was let your me pull favorite? Pull it up. I, I was. Oh, I got to go back to the. I was, oh, looking at, Jesus. I was looking at Frank's work. I haven't looked at it today, so there are probably new ones. Uh, um, there are some really. Tr- again, you guys. You oh, guys. Edward's street scenes really nice. Street scenes are are really really interesting. Um, I, I love seeing the variety. Dave Flynn, that's a nice one. Yeah, Dave Flynn's got some good stuff. Robert Gruber's got some good stuff. Matheson, you know. What are you going to say about that guy? Um, that's, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Michael <laughs> Hendrickson doing some cool stuff with a with a tilt shift lens from from up high. Really like that. Yeah, Looks like I was little toy he, cities and toy cars, and he's got this one of a guy crossing the street that he's I he's just almost dead on top of him. Yeah, yeah, love that shot with the reflection inside of the yeah. building. I also like Cody Down's picture from West Virginia. Yeah, the Ferguson Tire Service. I was looking at that one last night and just thinking that's really nice. Yeah, so a um, lot of really good work. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Bryant, the, the the guy in the food truck. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So really, some some interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, Cody Downs, Weirton, 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 West Virginia. Yeah, I always wanted to go to West Virginia. Not too far from. Okay, uh, Cody, do you live in West Virginia? Is that where you live? I want to go to West Virginia. I would love to go to West Virginia. Um, oh, wait, lives in Rolla, Missouri. Is that M O? Is that Missouri? That, that would be Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Right. All right, Cody. Uh, uh, so yeah, really good stuff. Um, good stuff. Lots of lots of really uh, people catching up on other assignments. Yeah. Um, that through the window through the rock was nice too. Yeah. Who did that one? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. All right. I so what are we uh, going to do for David next week? David Gardner I, just didn't want to get out. Well, it's very, very cold. Like street scene. That was, yeah. that was good. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I have a suggestion. You got something else? What do you got? Well, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 was, I was going to suggest uh, mimic, hashtag mimic. And, and the idea is you take a photographer you really like and you try to make a picture that's like one of theirs, like in their style. And so you, you would write down, you want to, you know, Carter Bresson or like a Robert Duano, you know, Duano. and say, and stick it up in the group and say, here's my picture. This is a take on Robert Duano or whoever. By the way, nice you know? reflection shot, uh, Preston. Did Preston put up a nice reflection shot? Yeah. yeah. Window, Southeast Portland. He's got the best right. fishing holes down there. He's got some fishing holes. That's what he calls them. Fishing holes where he goes oh, to shoot in to shoot. Yep. Like it, like in a barrel. Yep. Yeah. I never, I don't, I don't go back to the same place all the time like that. That's an interesting idea. Um, so you like mimic? You gonna, is that good? Let's give it a shot. So uh, yeah, my think. only, my only caveat would be, you know, do you have a favorite photographer? Well, I guess and, it doesn't have to be a photographer, like choose a photographer you really like and whose like style is, you know, says something to you and figure out how they do it and do it, you know, and you don't have to choose somebody. You don't have to use David LaChapelle and put fire going out of things, but you know, Choose somebody interesting. So if it's if it's you know uh, the uh, um, who's the guy who just said that the the uh, what's his name looked like Rabi uh, Rabisi or um, not Giovanni Rabisi Giovanni Rabisi Paolo, Paolo Reversi <laughs> Paolo Reversi. Well, he was in uh, in uh, uh, Lost in Translation, right? Wasn't he the husband who was the photographer? He, he was. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Paolo Reversi, you know, like, you know, open up your lens all the way wide open, go black and white, try to, you know, like, I try like to do Paolo it. Reversi a lot. Well, then, you know, and, and he uses uh, uh, mostly natural light, but he does use constant light. But uh, yeah, go. that's a good choice. So hashtag mimic. We'll see what people come up with. Oh, I, and Tanya. I, Did you see Tanya's picture at night? That red. Oh, that's good, too. Tanya's picture at night. Sorry. Just I'm just like scrolling a, down. Oh through yeah, these yeah, yeah. The 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 really the really um, yeah with the uh, light trails and the neon one. sign and the big shadow yep, yep. coming. Ugh, good stuff. That's cool. Um, I find that I learn a lot while trying to figure out how other photographers do what they do. So that's why I suggested it. All right. So we'll give it a shot. Um. All right. We got one more sponsor, and then we'll talk about our photographer of the week. We're talking about Squarespace, Jeffrey. You don't have to tell me about Squarespace. I know what's up. Are, are you sure? Because I could tell you all about Squarespace. You want me to tell what do you? you got? 
What do you got? They, do you know they're the, squirt- they're the ones that have like all the you got a hand code of the stuff, right? And you got no, uh, no, absolutely not. It's simple. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website. So it is the most difficult way to hand code your own website. No, it's easy, and they have a whole content management system, Jeffrey. You don't have to do anything. Huh. Uh, for you How and your long ideas, will it take you to hand code one of my templates there. Uh, you well, you're not. You don't have to hand code at all, and it's going to take you minutes to set up a site. Huh. All right. So say I'm done with that and yeah. I want to write a plugin so it displays on mobile. How long does that take? The thing is, is that your site will automatically be responsive. So it's going to look great on a phone and on a big giant monitor like mine. The hell you say? It's true. They scale all the way down. In fact, I was uh, I looked at my site on one of the new iPads because I hadn't looked at an iPad in a while yesterday while I was waiting around at the Apple store for them to break my phone. And right. uh, and uh, and it looks great. You know, and, and, and then did you go over and look at it on a 5K iMac? I did actually, but mm-hmm. then again, I already have a 4K screen at home, so I know what it kind of looked like. And by the way, their Retina support is great. Their images, it, it they scale their images such that Retina support is great on there, uh, even on on desktop. So 24 seven support via live chat and email. So like, you have any problem, you chat with them. They're in like New York and Portland, Oregon. They give you the answers. You're all set to go. Only $8 a month to get started. Free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year, Jeffrey. Yep. It's like crazy. And you can make something like, like Jeff Bridges did. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, they got e-commerce, right? So you every website comes with a free online store, which is fantastic. So yeah, if you want to sell your CD on your site, you can do that. Uh, cover pages, which is a great feature. Uh, which allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. So if you're a restaurant that just needs to put up, here are ours, here's the food we have, and we have a beautiful photograph of one of our plates, use that as a big background photo, stick your logo, stick the information up there, and you have everything somebody needs. Because most of the time people are going to a restaurant thing, they just want to find out what the address is and what the hours are. You know You know who should do that? Who? Connors. Connors should. In fact, I, you know, do they have a... You know, it I was don't know. Freddy's, I know Freddie. Freddie just shot a bunch of his food. So I know I saw that filet mignon. It made me made me hungry. So there you go. Had, Connors could, nice could use too. one of these cover pages. Yeah, and uh, and and put it up. Uh, and and of course, you don't even need a credit card to start a trial. No credit card required. You can start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code OTP to get ten percent off your first purchase and to show your support for on taking pictures. They are great. Uh, we love them. I, you know, I've been using Squarespace now for my main site for last year or whatever it is, and I've gotten really fast at, at adding things and moving things around and editing things. So yep. it, if, it if is you, pretty great. If you signed up right now, if you could, if you started a trial right now, you could have a website done by the time we get to the email address to get a hold of us. Absolutely. Yeah, you really could. So Seriously. thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting five by five. Thank you, Squarespace. I'm taking pictures. Squarespace, build it beautiful. I like these yeah. bold taglines they have. I I, I dig you how I paid somebody, somebody like twenty thousand dollars for that tagline. Yeah, no it's kidding. Great. Somebody pointed out how I I messed up the URL last week and said it was sleeping with Jeff, but it's dreaming with Jeff. But it goes but, there anyway, right? Yeah, sleeping with Jeff forwards to dreaming with Jeff. So pretty funny. <laughs> I want to. Oh no, I don't. Jeff Bridges. Would you sleep with Jeff Bridges if you had the opportunity? Why do you ask things like that? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you really like Jeff Bridges, though, right? I think Jeff Bridges is awesome. He's on my short list of people I want to talk to about yeah. photography and creativity. The guy's been making photo books since since Karen Allen gave him a wide lux camera on Starman. 
He makes yeah. photo books for cast and crew as a thank you and to show his appreciation. I, I, I really like him. The guy I, can I liked do no him since Fabulous my... Baker Boys. Yep. That's, that's, yeah. that's sort of my, I, that's like my quintessential Jeff Bridges role for yeah. some reason. He, he kind of gets pigeonholed as the dude, but he's done some really terrific roles. He was yeah. great in Against All Odds. He was great yeah. in uh, 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 Arlington Road with Tron. Tim, Tim Robbins. Tron? Just, yeah, sure. I, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm not a huge fact, dude fan. If you have not seen Arlington Road, go watch Arlington Road. It's a terrific flick. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I'll go check it out. Really good. Uh, photographer of the week, Spencer Tunick. Did you know, you know about Spencer Tunick from from days your? Uh, I I know of his work. I am okay. not particularly a fan of his work. I don't get it. Okay. Okay. So Spencer Tunick is famous for these large scale installations where he has 300 people show up and get naked and lay down or sit down or otherwise, you know, place themselves in these public spaces. And then he does a photograph of them, right? This is that a fair. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let me back up for a second. Uh, The, the large scale installations, I can appreciate the logistics that go into it. Yeah. I just don't think, the work is all that interesting. It doesn't resonate with me, especially the individuals, the individuals, you know, last week you kind of poo pooed honey. Well, to me, there, these, this is what's yeah, the, the individual ones don't really do much for me. It's like you, you took a naked person and, and put them on the side of a freeway. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the individual ones don't interest me. The large scale ones are interesting to me. Yeah. Again, um, from a logistical standpoint, yeah. Getting hundreds of people to be, you know, in this square in Mexico City, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. There's a there's a really great documentary that I'm going to put in the show notes called Naked States. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I saw the title of that. I didn't know that was what this was about. It's a documentary about him and it is like the whole thing of him doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because I mean, as you can imagine, it's like herding cats. So even if you get all these people to, sh- you get 80, hundred people to show up and take their clothes off and get in position. Okay. Now you're going to take the picture. You know, he's got a bullhorn. He's up on a, 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 a ladder. Okay, everyone, we're going to, you know, like, you know, trying to, right. to organize everyone. All right, lay down. I don't want to see your faces turn this way, whatever, you know, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, again, a huge appreciation for, yep. for the logistics of pulling these off. Right. I, I mean, but I mean, it, but aren't we also impressed by the logistics of Crudson for pulling those things off? Isn't that Absolutely. A, a huge chunk of what's so amazing about a lot of those pictures? Well, um, it's it, yes, that's that's part of it. Yeah, I think his his fourth. I mean, to me, you know, Crudson's kind of in a league of his own. There, okay. There's there's Gregory Crudson in 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 that sort of genre that he himself has defined, and then everybody who's trying to be Gregory Crudson. Uh, okay, uh, I I. I give Spencer a little more credit than you do. I think some of these pictures are lovely. Like there's the interior ones where it's a bunch of people in like this diner all naked, all these mm-hmm. naked men. Like it's like sort of an AIDS thing. They're all HIV positive that I think is beautiful. And these are also really big prints, right? They're like 48 by 60. In the movie, he's he's shooting with a Pentax 6.7, which I know. Uh, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, which I just look at it and I go, my God, he's hand holding a Pentax 6.7. 
you know, to, to do these things that are that big a print, that's pretty impressive that he, uh, right. You know, is able to do that, you know? And again, I'm not taking anything away from him. I, I it just doesn't, doesn't do anything for you. No, right. the process, I, I, this is a, a, a situation where I, I would celebrate the process more than the outcome because the outcome just doesn't really click with me very much. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I think we both have ones that work for us and ones that sure. don't work for us. Sure. You know? Um, but he, uh, uh, he's, he's, I don't know. There's something about his work that I like, but I d- can't, um, I don't consciously choose to like, but there's something that keeps me coming back and going, yeah, there's something good about this. Even though I don't want to like it, I keep coming back and saying it's good. You know, mm. it's one of those kinds of things. And, uh, somebody who we hadn't done yet, which I thought was interesting. So if you haven't seen Spencer Tunick, uh, his work. Uh, and, and there are some interesting videos on his website yeah. showing some of these productions in process. And again, that's, that's very interesting to me, seeing how they come together, seeing how he put them together, seeing, you know, the, the, the sort of iterative nature of, of I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this. I like yeah. that. There's also, I mean, there's something fundamental about like piles of bodies which, which is just really interesting to me. Uh, you know, it's, I don't it's, know that I ever expected a sentence like that to come out of your mouth. Well, I just, it feel, they feel like, um, almost like medieval paintings, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, uh, like, uh, medieval plague paintings and that kind of stuff, you know, where it's like, it's, they're interesting because like these people are alive, but, 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 but most of the time he has them in positions where they're just kind of like there lying there, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's visually interesting because it is at once a still life, but it's also a bunch of people, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's just an interesting juxtaposition of the two. Um, I will say, I, I really like the one of the red people actually. Uh, the, 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 the nudes are all painted red. There's it's the, okay. it's the top video on the videos page. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I find that very interesting. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a thing. Men trying to put uh, these together. God, what a nightmare. That, uh, would, be hard. that would be a tough one. Where yeah. do you start? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, you want to start doing 4, like thousand naked people for right. Exactly. Like nowadays he has enough clout where he says, I'm coming to Munich and I'm going to do this thing and word gets around. Mm-hmm. But like if you're starting trying to do this, that's a harder, that's a little bit more of a difficult thing. Um, yeah. I, again, the, the, Hmm. The, the 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 group shots become pattern at some point, yeah, which that's what's which cool sort about of, them. Yeah, again, the yeah, really? maybe, that's what I find interesting about them. Yeah, much more so than the than the uh, the individuals. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. So interesting. Spencer Tunick, uh, and I'm, you know uh, what? I'm going to go through and I'm going to I'm going to think about this some more and 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 go take another pass at this stuff, which is okay. which is kind of cool. So go, thanks. Go watch the documentary. Right. Uh, which I think I'm, I'm going to put a link up. I think it's on, it's a Hulu thing, but it's up on like daily motion or something, but it's where I found a link to it. So okay. if, if it works or doesn't work, we'll go find another one, but it's, it's fun to watch them actually make this stuff. Uh, so how do people get a hold of us, Jeffrey? Uh, okay. First of all, first of all, yeah. the oh, survey. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Everyone who took the survey, I've unpinned it from, from, uh, uh, the, 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 the front page, 
thank you for taking the time to do it. Uh, really, really interesting stuff. And, and I still need a little more time to kind of go over it, but I will tell you one thing, Bill. Okay. Your, uh, your little thing about, about 4% mirrorless being 4%, blah, 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 last are, week are, or two weeks ago. Are listeners using more mirrorless? Take a guess. Uh, 48%. 40%. 40%. 40% use yeah. mirrorless. Yeah, so big. A, a much larger number. And, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of eke out some of these things. But, you know, you guys are an interesting group of people. And you have uh, some some very um, um, interesting things that you do beyond photography, and that you listen to, and that you watch, and that. Uh, so thank you for uh, for taking the time to provide that, and and you know what we'll do with that will become hopefully apparent in the near future. All right. Yeah, but good uh, good sample, really good sample. All right, I, I, I want to see the results. Yeah. So anyway, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Uh, Bill tweets at Bill Wadman. I tweet at Jeffrey Sidoris. And yep. uh, if, you, uh, if you want to leave a voicemail, like Tom in Michigan, uh, 347-687-9411, 347-687-9411. Tom, you are probably getting hammered up there, aren't you? Yep. Uh, I, bet, I bet it is cold as hell up there. So uh, let us know how you're doing, Tom. Yeah, I like I like Tom's messages. They make me happy. Yes, they're good. So, um, what do you got? Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Have a great we'll week, everyone. Soon. Thanks for listening. Oh, we'll see you next week. All right. Tried to make it right